Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. Do you know what we have here, Kieran? What's that? A donut hole. Inside a donut's hole. But we must look a little closer. And when we do, we see that the donut hole has a hole at its center. I like how fast you drop that accent. It's not a donut hole, but a smaller donut in its own hole. And our donut is not whole at all. And if you didn't want to hear that, that is possibly the dumbest thing Daniel Craig has ever said in his entire career, then you shouldn't be listening to this- I'm just thinking out loud, I'll say. <laughs> I'll say, I'll say, I'll say. You shouldn't be listening to this crime show because that is a spoiler. And I think we are a bit of a crime show, Kieran, when you think about really? it. I mean, we like- well, look, what you just said was a crime we, against we, humanity. We look at evidence. We try to figure out, you know, the truth. Oh. We try to figure out the truth through a series of evidence that we try to dig up. Wow. And sometimes we try to find who the murderer is. If someone <laughs> murdered a, a story or a movie. <laughs> And quite often that's the case. But not this week, because this week we're talking about how well we did in predicting the plot of Knives Out. So typically what we do on this show is we look at all the promotional material for an upcoming Hollywood blockbuster, we break it down and then attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible. But that's not the case this week because we've done that already. No, it is not. We did this almost two years ago now. We predicted the plot of Knives Out almost two years ago, but we're here back again today to see how well we did. Did we do well at all? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll find out this episode. Yeah. Well, we didn't think we'd ever do well in this particular no. movie. But we were never going to get the plot of this. I think there's some surprises here. Yeah, definitely so. We'll talk all about it this episode, but I think it's important to point out that this isn't necessarily a review of Knives Out. So if you haven't seen the movie Knives Out yet, then what's wrong with you? Go out and see it. It was a great movie. But we're not going to break down the plot beat by beat. We're not going to talk about every twist and turn, a little twist and turn of the knife. Twist and each turn of back. each knife. We're not going to discuss what happened in the actual movie. We're only going to relate what happened in the movie back to what we originally predicted. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, go out and see it. And if you haven't heard our original episode, we forgive you. But it may be worthwhile listening to that as well, because we're just going to be mainly talking about that original episode. Yes, yes, yes. And we've discussed Knives Out previously on our 100th anniversary Show, yeah, that's right. Where we discussed all the movies of 2019, so you can hear some of our thoughts. I don't on remember Knives in Out. what context we talked about. I think we movie? rated the best and worst of oh, 2019, okay. which Knives Out did make an appearance in. Uh, I think it appeared in both of our top five list, if I'm not mistaken. There we go. So we must already think pretty highly of this movie. Does it still hold up today? I guess we'll discuss this after the episode. So let's talk about Knives Out. How well do you think this movie did in the box office? I don't know about in the box office, but I recall this being. A very popular and very well-liked movie. Correct. So, I think critically it did really well. Whether that translated to the yes, box office, absolutely. I don't know. So, in the box office, it made a total of $311 million, mm. which is quite outstanding for an That's original- good. Origi- That's really good. For an original project like this. And it was nominated for an Academy Award, as we previously discussed in our movie talk episode when we talked about the Oscars that one time. We haven't done it since because most of the movies that we cover on this show aren't up for Oscars. So I think that's why we gave up on that. But it was nominated for Best Original Screenplay. But it didn't win that. In fact, it lost two. What do you think it lost to? Best Original Screenplay. Did it lose to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No, it did not. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood did not win. It lost to Parasite, which Ah. basically cleaned up all the awards that season. Now, I remember as well something amusing that I read around the time of Knives Out being a huge success was it was like a parody news article and the headline was something along the lines of, I couldn't find it to read it out perfectly, but it was along the lines of, Ryan Johnson finally bounces back with Knives Out after the failure 
of the massive box office success and critically acclaimed The Last Jedi. <laughs> well, he had his lucky charm in this movie. That's right, but he also had his lucky charm in The Last Jedi. Oh, yeah. But the, the, the funny thing is, like, The Last Jedi, a lot of people say, oh, that was a terrible movie. In fact, we talked about it in the original movie. A lot of people say, oh, it's the worst Star Wars movie in existence. I guess they haven't seen the prequels, but... Having a little dig here, are we, Kieran? <laughs> At the prequels, I suppose. Isolating our audience, are we? Yeah, well, if you're a fan of the prequel, you're not, you're not a friend of mine. <laughs> but it's funny to consider that, you know, Knives Out was a huge success and people were like, oh, I'm so glad that Ryan Johnson's finally doing well after The Last Jedi. But The Last Jedi was a massive critical success and it also made a huge, huge amount of money at the box office as well. Mm-hmm. So it's funny to consider that people considered this his successful movie, even though The Last Jedi was arguably a more successful movie than Knives Out. Well, financially successful. Well, in all regards, I think it has a better critical score and I think it, it made a lot more money, Star Wars that is, than Knives Out. But people consider Knives Out his success because I guess it's his own project. I think he was writing Knives Out while he was on the set of Star Wars The Last Jedi as well. Interestingly enough. He was thinking about killing people when he was yes. on the set of Star Wars. Yeah. I would be too. All right, so let's get into how well we did. Maddie D, would you be able to explain the point system for everyone who may not be familiar? If we get something right in our plots that yep. there was no evidence for, we're going to give ourselves two points. As in, Kieran's going to give me two points, I'm going to give Kieran two points because yep. we can't trust ourselves. Yeah, that's right. If we see something in the trailer and we translate it accurately in our plots, we get one point. Mm. <laughs> There's a lot of those. Yeah. And if we're kind of on the right track or if we're just feeling particularly generous, that seems to be what, what we use these points yes. for, we give ourselves half a point. Yeah. So if we got a detail somewhat correct, but not quite on the right track, as Maddie Dude just said, that's worth half a point. So who was first in the prediction? I believe you went first. I think it was me. So I'll cover what you said first. So when I did this plot, Kieran, Yep, okay. Is just, this another apology? Just confessions here. Okay. I had no idea. I was not confident at all. So if I get anything... I'll be happy. Okay. I'm glad that you I'm glad that you're of that opinion because I don't think you got very much. I listened back to this and yeah, I did bad. I did really bad. But surprisingly there was things there I thought and I hope you I give think me points for because between the two of us we got a lot of elements from the actual movie which I was very surprised well, we, at hearing. Between the two of us we called the twist kind of. Yes, kind of. We were both on the, we were on the right track. I just want to say straight away, we were on the right track, but we just didn't have enough to take home the mm. bacon. Now, you already had an advantage over me because you heard an interview with Ryan Johnson that actually covered basically the, the bare bones of the movie. That was so helpful. And that was my entire plot. They basically said, what is, what is it that they said that the first half of the movie is the whodunit? Mm-hmm. where you, the mystery is set up, and then the second half of the movie is we know who the killer is. Presumably, that's not quite accurate, but we want them, we want her to get away with it, is he, what he said. He said her, yeah. So we know straight away that the killer is a woman of some regard. That's right. The way he described it as well is he, yeah, described it as a whodunit in the first half and an Alfred Hitchcock thriller. in the, Or in Columbo the style, half. I think he, he said. Columbo style whodunit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, in Columbo, you know who the murderer is, and, and it's sort of like the excitement from the episode comes from how will Columbo work out who the murderer is. But did this information help Matty D at all? Did it actually help him cement a decent plot? I mean, when you watch the movie, you can see that in the movie. Yes, definitely. So, I was very surprised listening back to that because I was like, oh, wow. The statement he was He did give helpful. away the, the movie, basically. You said straight away that the movie opens up with a shot of the mansion. It does. We see the doggies running in slow motion. It's fantastic. There's some great music playing in the background. So that's two points straight off the bat. I better be getting some points for what I say next. And next you said that Harlan drinks a scotch by the fireplace while it's raining. I don't think that happens at all in the movie. I don't think it does. And then you said that we see a dollhouse, which represents the members of the family, and it will become important later in the movie. Uh, That was in the movie, but no importance I gave you a point for that because we do see the dollhouse once. (laughs) 
and that's it. <laughs> it never comes back again in the whole movie. Yeah. You said that we see the knife sculpture, which I gave you a point for because Would obviously that was very prominent in all the marketing materials on every poster. It was in every trailer. And yes, it is in the movie. So it's a point there. And you said that we see several of Harlan's books with his name. And you said, I think you said we see a photo of him on the cover. That's not quite the case, but we do see Harlan's books in the opening. So I give you a point for that. And you said that Harlan tells Marta to greet his guests as they arrive for his 85th birthday party. Now, I just want to give myself some credit here because I okay. said that the film will open with we seeing objects a lot like I think I said Doc Brown's uh, lab. Sort We're of not- like the start of Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah exactly. The start of Back to the Future. pretty much kind that's of the kind case. That's kind of what happened. That's kind of the case. We see items and visuals in the coffee cup and the So, statues. I sort of broke it down sort of element by element rather than just giving you a point or two points mm. for the whole thing. So, you actually got more points through my assessment. Well, I appreciate that, but I just wanted to pat myself on the back when I can. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you, you'll need it because the, the points do dip pretty quickly. Now, as I just mentioned, you said that Harlan will tell Marta to greet his guests as they arrive for his 85th birthday party. Now, we never actually see the start of the birthday party at all in the movie. No. We don't see the guests arrive for the birthday party. We do see them arrive later on for the... The interviews, the police interviews, but no, we don't see this at all, so I don't give you any points for that. And you said that the family hasn't seen each other in years. Now, I don't think that's the case because they seem to know each other very, very well. Yeah. Um, I guess the movie never goes into if they do see each other a lot because we only see the birthday party and the events after the birthday party. So, who really knows? Yeah. But they know each other well enough to know what's going on in each other's lives. So I'm presuming they see each other pretty regularly. It's probably a regular occurrence. They go to this house and have events. They seem very comfortable there. In fact, some of them even stash weed in their house to smoke it up. So they must be there pretty often. Well, to be fair, that's the staff member who's stashing weed there. Yeah, that's right. That's true. She works there every day. That's Fran, I believe. Now, you said that we'll see Harlan celebrating his birthday with candles and fake smiles in a short montage as the family fawns over Harlan. I gave you a point for that because that was in the trailer. And you said not that- at the start of the movie, though, Egan. And it's not in the start of the movie. We see it in flashback, sort of maybe 15 minutes into the movie. You said that Harlan will excuse himself to take his medication in private. Now, that does happen. I give you a point for that because I think really? we knew- You said that he'll excuse himself to take his medication in private. Yeah. I gave you a point for that because we knew going into the movie that he was on some sort of medication and that Marta administers it. So, I only gave you a point for that. You said that while he's away, the family starts bickering with each other, accusing one another of wanting to take a large portion of their father's inheritance or grandfather's inheritance, as it may be. I gave you a point and a half for that because they do bicker quite a lot while Harlan's out of the room. In fact, they have like a full Trump rant (laughs) without actually saying Trump. It's really obvious who they're talking about. But they have a full-on, like, Trump rant, pro and con Trump in the middle of the movie as well at well, the party. So. Also, how obvious was Joni's uh, Kate Blanchett kind of flume thing? Oh, yes. Is it yeah. Kate Blanchett who has that? No, I think it was... Who plays Pepper Potts? Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow, sorry. She has sorry, Kate. goop. Yes, that's all right. So, yeah, it was a, it was quite an interesting parody of that, if you ask me. Now, you said that Marta discovers Harlan's dead body and screams. I actually gave you half a point for that because Marta doesn't actually... Dis- well... I'll get to it in a sec, but the housekeeper Fran finds Harlan's body. She doesn't scream. She just sort of goes like, oh shit, and like almost drops the tray, but doesn't. I kind of love that because you're expecting her to like throw the tray up in the air yeah. like usually happens. You expect her to like scream, drop the tray. That is standard whodunit. It happens in every sort of like whodunit play, mm. book, movie, but you're fully expecting it, but then she sort of subverts expectations straight away. I I suppose the whole movie kind of does that in a way, which is what makes it clever. But yeah, she doesn't drop the tray. She just sort of jostles it and then goes, oh, shit. (laughs) And the reason that I gave you half a point is because Marta does see Harlan kill himself. 
So she oh. doesn't discover his dead body, but she sees him become a dead body when he slits his own throat. You said that Harlan's dead body is surrounded by pills. No, that's not true at all. He's lying on a couch with his throat cut. And you said that we'll jump to present day as Benoit Blanc enters the Thromby mansion. I gave you half a point because the movie starts after the murder. The murder's already happened. Mm-hmm. And Benoit Blanc is already in the mansion as the police interviews are taking place. Playing the piano. <laughs> I'll get to that in a second. You said that the other police officers are already there and begin their police work. I give you a point because that's in the trailer. And you said that the family members will be reintroduced as they arrive back at the house for their interviews. I gave you two points for that because the movie opens with them arriving to do that exact same thing. In fact, they're not reintroduced. They're introduced for the first time arriving to do their police interviews. And they all get their little moment of character. Yeah, that's right. Their name flashes up on the screen Mm -hmm. to tell Mm -hmm. us who they are. It's like Linda's the tough one and then, you know. Yeah, that's right. You said that during the... (laughs) You said that during the interviews, Benoit Blanc sits in the background playing a piano. <laughs> now, that made it sound like he was like... Excuse me, Benoit, we're trying to do interviews. Play me a song, you're the piano man. Now, I gave you a point for that because we see that in the trailer. Now, he doesn't know, you know, he's not belting out a tune. He is just hitting a single key every time he comes across somebody who may be a suspect. Is that what that was? I thought he played the key every time he heard a lie. I thought that's what that No, no, every time he believed someone was a murder suspect, he hit the key. Just to let the police know. Now, you said that every family member is a suspect and they can't leave They can't leave the Thromby Mansion grounds until the case is solved. I gave you half a point for that because uh, not every family member is there for the interviews and they seem to be able to leave whenever they want. Mm. As soon as they're done with their police interviews, I think they can go home. Yeah. You said that we'll see different accounts from the family members with flashbacks to the party. I gave you a point and a half for that because I would give you two points for that because that does happen in the movie. But the reason I gave you a point and a half was because the the first half of the trailer, we see all of this. So you're very much on the money, but it was fairly obvious. You said that Linda and Richard are working together and are very disingenuous people with Linda pulling the strings. Ding, ding, ding. Give me some points. Well, they aren't working together. Lyndon and Richard aren't working together okay, at all. Okay, yeah, fair. So I gave you half a point because they aren't working together, but they are disingenuous. They both sort of lie. I mean, Linda doesn't really lie. She's very suspicious, but everything she says is basically true. Yeah, I was actually thinking about this. She's not really a bad person no, at all. She seems very suspicious, but just I think just because she's very hard-nosed and very yeah. uncaring. So that's the only reason she comes across as suspicious, but she doesn't lie at all. She never lies. And she's not really disingenuous, but Richard definitely is. Oh, God, yeah. So that's why I gave you half a point. You said that Joni will be the woke, shallow bimbo. I gave you a point for that because she is pretty much woke by definition. She takes the side of the anti-Trump argument during the bickering earlier in the movie or later in the movie. It's all over the place. But I wouldn't say that she's shallow or a bimbo, would you? Joni? Yeah. Yes. You would say that she's shallow? I still gave you a point. Absolutely. I still gave you a point because this was all in her character Mm. bio. Uh, What what would you say is shallow about her? She just, it's, it's all like a facade. I guess so. Like, she's- I know um, she does pretend to like the other family members. Remember that scene where she's trying to dance with- uh, Yeah. With Linda, and yeah. Linda's, like, just completely ignoring her, and then through the rest of the movie, like, Linda just keeps bad-mouthing her, and we just see Joni in the background, like, scowling at her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. There's a, there's a scene where she's talking about immigration and things like that. I don't know. Yeah. It just, just seemed like she was very airheaded and very, like, pretending to be something that she wasn't. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So it was still worth a point. That was a great character, by the way. Like, yeah. I, she was a standout for me. Speaking of characters, you said that Donnie will be a spoiled brat. Who the hell is Donnie? <laughs> There's no character called Donnie in the whole movie. Did you mean Donna? Did you mean Jacob? Did you mean Meg? I have no idea who you were talking Donnie about. Donnie will be a spoiled brat. That's word for word what you said. Did I, I went say back. anything else about this person? No, you just said Donnie will be a spoiled brat. Maybe I'm like, thinking of Donna. Donnie? I would say Donna, but... And she's not a spoiled brat. Yeah, well, I think you must anyway. have meant Jacob. Maybe. 
But yeah, you said Donnie. So maybe you thought Jacob was called Donnie, Donnie in the movie. Could maybe, be Ransom. Maybe you're talking about They're Donald Trump. All spoiled brats except Meg. Fair enough. You said that great Nana maybe, takes Did you say maybe I'm talking about Donald Trump? Yes, I did. Then I'm right. Give me two points. <laughs> Well, no. You said that Great Nana will take everyone by surprise with how irreverent she is. I didn't give you a point no. for that because she mainly stays silent throughout the whole film. What a weird character. And by definition, irreverent means showing disrespect in serious times. She doesn't do that at all. Yeah, I kind of thought she would be like foul-mouthed and drinking and smoking. Yeah, she's not. And She, she just seems not. to be a vessel, basically. Yeah. <laughs> she's just there to go, Ransom, are you back again? That's Ransom. it. You said that Meg will seem innocent but will actually be terrible. I actually gave you a point and a half for that assessment because Meg does seem fairly innocent, but she does try and manipulate Marta several times throughout the movie and tries to act like she's Marta's friend, but in actuality, I think she just has selfish reasons. What is your assessment of Meg overall? I think she's a decent character. I think she's, she's a good decent, person. Yeah. I think she's very much living up to the SJW, social justice warrior stereotype, I, I guess, in a way, but because- I don't think so. You don't think so? I disagree. So? I think she's influenced by a family. Like, she's bullied by a family. Yeah. And she's, like, right. young and impressionable and in- influenced. But I don't think... I think she's what the only good family member. Yeah, I think that's only a facade, though. I think she's being selfish, but just trying to come across as caring and, and likable. That Marta, could just be my interpretation. Marta and Meg have that hug at the end. Yeah, that's right. But she hugs her all throughout the movie, though. Yeah. But, I mean, if she was a And the reason person- she's hugging her is because she's like, oh, sorry, I tried to set you up with my family because they made Meg rig her to try and renounce the will, mm. if you remember. So, I mean- so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think she's, she's just maybe you know maybe if we knew Megan real life she'd be manipulating you because <laughs> you don't seem to see her as a manipulator well where I do <laughs> right okay but no I, I think either either she was bad and she had a redemption arc but I don't think so it seemed like every time she did something bad she looked like she regretted it yeah yeah I'm, she was I'm like, with you there she was like crying when she called that you know when she called out Marta when she called out Marta like if she called up Marta and she hung up the phone and she was by herself. That'd be very different. But she turned around and all her family were there just going, did you do it? It's yeah. like, okay, they're bullying her and making her do this. Yeah, fair enough. And and her mother's just going up to her and saying- Either way, you got a point and a half, so- You know. There you go. You're not going to get your college- Even anyway. though you disagree with your own <laughs> sentiment, yeah, I still gave you a point and a half. Thank you. That was just my interpretation though, so there you go. You said that Ransom will be a jerk, but will be played for likability. I gave you a point because I guess so. Is he really played for likability? I don't know. I he- suppose he's just writing on the fact that he's Chris Evans. Yeah. Because he doesn't do too much that's likable in the movie, aside from seeming to side with Marta. He has that KFC line. Yeah. And that's yeah, about that it. That was in the trailer. So that's why I gave you a point. You said that Walt would be played as a straight up bad guy and is set up to be the actual killer. That's not the case at all. No? No. There's no way. There's no point at all. When I first watched the movie, I never thought at all that Walt was the bad guy. He yeah. just sort of seemed to be a patsy. And he's not played as a straight up villain. I would say that Chris Evans' ransom is played up as yeah. a straight-up villain way more than Walt is. I don't know. He, he There's that scene where he's intimidating Marta. He kind of seems like a guy up to no good. Yeah, kind of. But yeah, I never thought at all that he was a bad guy in the movie. Again, this is just my own interpretation. Yeah. That could be what's hurting your points here, but... He definitely isn't a straight-up bad guy. Well comes across that way but no i thought in the movie they were setting him up to be the most suspicious out of all of them and he really isn't i don't think at the end of the movie no but no i never thought he was the most suspicious at all i mean i guess this is I, gonna be an issue isn't i guess it? because my plot prediction sort of didn't allow for walt to be the bad guy where yours did uh-huh. so i guess i never thought that in the actual movie yeah so again this is all just up this is all just <laughs> up, up to interpretation opinion. so i guess i'll have the same issues with your yeah. with your analysis of my plot as well 
You said that Joni's Instagram and spirituality personality will be played for laughs. I gave you a point for that because it kind of is. But this is something we knew about the character going in. We saw it in the trailer. And you said that Great Nana, Richard and Joni all die and Walt is the main suspect. That's not the case at all. And you said that Trooper Wagner will also be killed. Nope, he's fine throughout the whole movie. And you said that Ransom is caught red-handed killing Walt. I gave you half a point for that because Ransom is caught red-handed trying to kill Marta. <laughs> I so guess that's so. that's close enough I in guess my so. books. And you said that Ransom will be arrested and goes to jail. Two points there because he does get arrested and he does go to jail <laughs> at the end of the movie. And you said that Benoit Blanc will not be satisfied by this. That's not the case at all. He's extremely satisfied when uh, Ransom goes to jail. In a way, when they think they've solved the case that Marta is the killer, he's not satisfied with that. Yeah, that's right. So I'm on the right track-ish with how the plot will go. Mm. But this is in specific reference to To Ransom Ransom, going to jail. You said that they'll find that the pills that surround Harlan's dead body are from a bottle that's in Marta's coat. Well, no shit, Manny D. Marta is the one who gives him the medication. Of course they're going to find the pills from her. It yeah. doesn't make her a suspect at all. So I gave you half a point for that because Marta is the person that gives Harlan his medication. So, of course, they're going to find the pills on her. And that does happen in the movie. But that doesn't make her a suspect at all. Well, it kind of does. But, you know, it doesn't really play out that way in the movie. No, not at all. You said that Marta will be revealed because as a result of these pills being in her pocket, that Marta will be revealed to be the killer all along. I gave you two points for that because for most of the movie that we believe that Marta is the person who's killed Harlan by mistake. And there it is. There's my best prediction of this whole plot. Yes, well done. I want to like leave and not hear the rest now. Yeah, you're like Trump in the election. <laughs> uh, you said that the police will attempt to track down Marta. So then you said that the rest of the movie will be the police attempting to track down Marta and we'll get into the oh, rest really? of the Oh, really? I said that, huh? You did. Really? So, so I gave you half a point because she actually works with the police trying to solve the murder, but the whole time... You know, she's trying to cover up her tracks. And they do have a brief car chase with Marta. That's the only time that they're actually trying to track down Marta. I only get half a point for that. Yes, because they're not spending the rest of the movie trying to track her down. They're with her the whole time. But she's kind of like on the run in a way. In one scene, Matty D. That's why you get the half a point because they had a car chase. But the whole reason they had the car chase was because they were after Ransom and this not is, Marta. This is very debatable, but let's continue. When is she hiding from the police at any point in the movie? The whole movie. She's hiding from the police. She's trying to... She's with the police. They're not trying to track her down. By definition, they're trying to find her, according yeah, to your plot. she's with the police, but she's trying to hide her evidence and, like, get away with it. I'll give you points for it, that later on, Matty D. Okay, Don't okay. worry about I'll that. I'll calm down but then. But you basically had it... She was running around trying to solve the murder while the police were trying to find her. That's not the case at all. Okay, admit fair it. enough. Admit it. You're I, wrong. I admit that that assessment... Is maybe correct. You said that Harlan's big plan is to fake his own death and see how his family would react in order to find out who and who not to cut out of the will. But somehow during this stunt, he actually dies. That's not the case. No. And you said that Marta will try and clear her name, leading her to Harlan's childhood home in the countryside. (laughs) Interesting, but that doesn't happen. No. You said that this old house in the countryside, Marta will find a video from Harlan in which he explains that he was dying of cancer and wanted to have a big send-off. By the way, this old country home looks kind of like a laundromat. Yeah, funny about that. Uh, That doesn't happen at all. You said that Marta is revealed to be Harlan's illegitimate daughter or maybe granddaughter. Make up your mind. That's not the case at all. Either. Look at me just throwing everything out. Now, I did want to Bold point out. Bold predictions well, is what you get with Maddie D. I just wanted to point out as well that they do accuse Marta of bonking Harlan at one point in the movie. So they that's do. fairly close, but not enough to give you any points. You said that Harlan plotted this murder as an elaborate mystery for her to solve, making her her rightful heir. That's not the case. Look, I'm just I'm just following mystery tropes here. You are. Which is you're on the right track, but you weren't <laughs> quite on the money. 
You said that the family members who were killed earlier were actually killed by other family members who were sort of trying to find out who killed Harlan. Don't think about it too much. It makes no sense. That's not the case at all. And you said that Marta will get the full Thromby inheritance. Two points to you. (laughs) She does. Well done. Yes, she does. You said that the movie will end with Benoit Blanc giving Marta a nod and a wink. I gave you half a point because he kind of does. And you said that Benoit Blanc will wander off without a word like Hannibal at the end of uh, Silence of the Lambs. No, he doesn't do that. He just doesn't shut up at the end of the (laughs) The movie. The whole movie. And that's the end of your plot. And so that gives you a total of how well do you think you did? Oh, um, 39? 39. I'm a little lower, Matty D. Really? You got 27 and a half points. That's terrible. Yeah, well, I would say when I was listening to your plot, I was like, oh, Matty D's doing really badly. I did way better than him. But when I listened to my plot, I was like, oh boy, Matty D actually did a pretty good job. <laughs> Funny you should say that. I think I'm I think I'm a little bit nicer than you. Well, I, I just thought I'd be harsh because, uh, you know, it's a very difficult movie to predict. So I think I was nice where I needed to be, but overall, a lot of the stuff you said was just complete nonsense and didn't make sense, so I'm not going to reward you for that. Look, what did I say at the end of my prediction? I said that the movie will be nothing like I just said, so technically I should get it. And if if it does, if it is, it'll bomb. So you're saying you should get a bonus point for saying that? Yes. Okay, you get one. You get 28 (laughs) 28 and a half points. But you know... I'm I'm glad the movie is not what I predicted because that movie, too. the movie that I predicted, would have been trash. So lucky for everybody, right? Yes. So let's go into what you predicted. Oh boy. Then. Let's let's tear this bandaid off. Let's look at this crime scene. Okay. This this dead body on the on the wall. All right. How don't m- milk it. How can how much can I go with this? Okay. So we're going to open with a flashback where Harlan is alive. Not really. He's celebrating his 85th birthday. He's invited his extended family to his mansion to reunite them. And they've been bickering for years at this point. I give you a point for this because that's explained through the trailer. The movie doesn't open with a flashback, but as we've said before, the discovery of the no. body. But we see this throughout the movie. This, that's right. This scene. Uh, so we're introduced to the family one by one. I give you a point for this. And they're all bad to each other, but really nice to Harlan, mm-hmm. which they are. We see this in the trailer. Yeah. Harlan reveals that he wrote his best book yet. His best mystery. He's a mystery writer. We yeah. already know this. And he plans to retire. Not really. Doesn't no. happen. In fact, he's still planning to write future books as he's dying. As he's dying, yeah. Uh, Some of his family members will ask about the will, but Harlan doesn't want to talk about it. He says that everyone will get their just desserts. Yes, I can't believe we didn't reference Hot Fuzz in that original (laughs) episode. I can't believe it. Actually, we did. We did actually mention it. Did we? But we didn't reference it at that point. I can't even remember when we mentioned it. We said that the people, the, the suspects were being killed off like in Hot Fuzz when we were talking about your plot. Oh, okay. So for saying that, I give you half a point because they do ask about the will, but- Harlan doesn't shut up about what he's planning to do no. with the will. It's not like he's like, oh, I'll, oh, you'll know, yeah. you'll know. He's like, he tells everybody, you're not getting a damn cent from me. That's right. To pretty much everybody. So you said Harlan will retire for the night, as in go to sleep. Yep. The other family members will do the same or leave. And a young female family member will discover Harlan's dead body behind his desk. I give you half a point because it is Fran that discovers yeah, him. She's the housekeeper. But and it's and it's he's lying in. Where is that? In the the couch in his games room? It's in his study. Yeah, it's his study. So not behind a desk, but eh, kind of on the right track there. The thrombies are distraught, but we don't know if they are sincere. Two points because it's a mystery movie. That is what's going to happen there. The police are called in. We get Trooper Wagner, who is a slow-witted officer, who will be there to enforce the law, but be mostly there to serve as comic relief. Two points. There we go. He's comic relief. I wouldn't say he's there to serve the law. I think in your idea, he was like a, a... Typical police officer who, you know, follows the rules and 
doesn't see the bigger picture, but he's definitely comic relief. Yep. And we also meet Elliot, who's a new detective, and he'll be there with his mentor, Benoit Blanc, who you describe as smug. Blanc believes that he has solved the case in his own mind. I give you a point for that because- Yeah, he technically has. He has, and he says that in the trailer. It's in the promotional material. So in the investigation, there is a smorgasbord of evidence. Harlan is surrounded by every possible murder weapon imaginable. This is just me thinking of Cluedo. (laughs) You just couldn't get Cluedo out of your mind. During the party scene, we see some of this foreshadowed. Um, Now, this is technically done in the movie, but mostly just throw the audience off. So we see a lot of things. The camera kind of focuses in on certain things, but it's more red herrings than anything else. Yeah, that's right. And there's not a smorgasbord of evidence around his dead body either. It's pretty clear how he died. No, if that wasn't already clear, you didn't get any points for no, that. No, exactly. So Harlan's lawyer, Frank Oz, will read the will. Kermit! <laughs> yeah, he's, <laughs> like the idea he's that like the lawyer's Kermit. just Frank Oz. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Kermit the Frog is reading the will out. Miss Piggy is reading the will out. Waka uh, waka. By the way, Frank Oz isn't Kermit the Frog. I'm not going to let that uh, misstep slide. <laughs> he's Miss Piggy, not Kermit the Frog. Jim Henson was Kermit the Frog. Glad we can... <laughs> It's Jim Henson. Oh, Jim Henson can't read the will. No. <laughs> Just Frank Oz then. Who else was Frank Oz? Was he? Uh, Yoda. He was Yoda, yeah? Yep. And he Fuzzy was the sorting Bear. hat, right? Fuzzy Bear. No, he wasn't the sorting hat. Oh, he was definitely Yoda though. That's right. The Thrombies are shocked that Marta received a large portion of the will, two points. Mm-hmm. Very large portion of the will. Yes, all some, of it. <laughs> some might say all of it. And they are shocked by this. Yep. Uh, they'll view this as unfair and that it should have gone to more, in quotation marks, deserving mm. family members. Two points. Harlan's body goes to the morgue and the police contact the family members to come back to the mansion for questioning. Mm-hmm. Two points, that is what that happens. happens. A masked man okay. <laughs> throws a Molotov cocktail through the window oh, of the morgue. That does happen. Burning Harlan's body. Yep. And possible any way to determine the cause of death. Now, I was very tired yep. when I rewatched this scene. He throws it into a building. Was this where the- It was the morgue. Was it the morgue? Yeah, that's right. Okay, well, that's, it's a point there because that was in the trailer. Because he's trying to burn the evidence of the what the toxicology report. Yeah, I, I didn't know if it was where the samples were being held or where the yeah, was, where the body was, the was being held. Yeah, it, it was, was in the, the morgue. morgue. Yep. All right, I'll take your word for it because I was very tired when I watched that scene again, and I couldn't remember if it was just where the samples. It also were happens at. very quickly, so I'm not surprised mm. that you don't remember it very well. So uh, Blanc will expect foul play. We heard yep. this in the trailer, and insist the family members stay for the in- until the investigation is over. So he doesn't force them to; he just suggests. That happens later in the movie. It does happen later in the movie. I'll give you two points for that. I probably should go. have only given you one, but I felt yeah. being nice. That'll give you two points for that because that does happen. Blank and Elliot interview the family members at Harlem's house and also Harlem's employees. It's Harlem, by the way. You said this in the original episode. You keep Harlem? calling him Harlem. Harlem Globetrotter. Um, it's Harlem. Yeah, him. <laughs> okay. Does it matter at this point? No, we're done with the movie. Yep. So it's his employees and his family, which is right. I give you a point for. We see it in the trailer. Uh, this will be done in the library. One point where the camera will be positioned towards where the knife sort of yep. display is. Yep, yep. That will point at the suspect's heads. And I'll give you two points because that happens all the way through the movie. There's mm-hmm. that imagery there. Uh, the family's accounts will model the investigation since they'll be trying to lie to keep their secrets. Mm-hmm. One point we kind of know this through any promotional yep. material we have of the movie. So in the next part of your plot, you go through the eight possible suspects. You talk about Marta, which I'm going to give you two points because you say that she's the caretaker and that she has access to all Harlan's rooms, food, and medicine. Mm-hmm. We That's know this. True. That's right. And I also give you two points because you said that she did not know that Harlan was going to leave her all the wealth to her in the will. There you go. Or in your version, a portion of it, which is yep. true. A very large portion, I said. <laughs> a very large portion. 
That's true. Then you talk about Walt, who is the youngest son, or youngest son left alive, I guess. Yep. Don't know about this other Neil guy. Um, he runs the publishing company, One Point, and since Harlan is retiring, Walt is worried about the company, so killing him will mean his novels will increase in popularity. I give you half a point because- yeah. That's not the case at all. It's not the case, but Walt's motives are he wants to keep the publishing company. Because yeah, he's being kicked out of the publishing company yeah. by Harlan. Yeah, he- so he's worried about the future of it, but he's not Yeah, he's not worried about Harlan retiring. Well, i just give you half a point because it's, it's- Fair enough. Enough of these things together make what happened. Then you talk about Jacob, Walt's son, uh, who had a fight with Harlan, who Harlan wanted him to be a writer instead of an internet troll on YouTube and Twitter. <laughs> They fought publicly about it, where Jacob said, you'll be dead soon. Now, I give you half a point. Really? Mm-hmm. Because- He's an internet troll, and that's about it? Well, you're right with that. I mean, that's what they say he is. We don't actually know how much of that is true or not, but Jacob overheard a fight between Ransom. Harlan and Ransom, which follows the same kind of thing. So, I'll give you half a point okay, for that. Okay, fair enough. Wrong people, right situation. You talk about Linda, who's a businesswoman who is actually broke and needs a bailout from the will. i just give you a point there because- She's well, a businesswoman. In actuality, yeah, that's not the case at all. Mm. Um, she's actually nicer than we both gave her credit for. Yeah, that's right. You talk about Richard, get ready for this one. <laughs> get ready for this one, Kieran. So, you talk about Richard, Linda's husband, who's having an affair. Two yep. points with Joni. Let's forget about that. But having an affair. <laughs> He's just having an affair with an unnamed woman in the actual An movie. unnamed brunette. Didn't we all think that was Marta? We were like, no, I didn't. I thought it was. I was no, like, I didn't are they that. setting this up for Marta? I think Marta? it was an Asian woman. We only saw the back of her head. I guess I just presumed it was an Asian woman then. She was just a brunette. Maybe it was Joni in a wig. Maybe. We, oh, there we go. <laughs> we don't know. It's so, Meg. So Harlan found Ugh. out it's Meg. Oh, <laughs> let's not go there. It's Fran. She's an adult. It's Fran. Meg's an adult. Yeah, but she's also related to them. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah, that makes it better. She's an adult. (laughs) Okay. Harlan found out about this, and this is obviously Richard is worried that he'll tell Linda and be cut off. Two points. Two points. That's right. That was my best prediction. There we go. (laughs) There you go. Let's go home now. You think that, but you'd be wrong. Oh, okay. Ransom is a rich jerk playboy. One point. We know all this in the trailer. Come on, guys. We we could put two and two together. He verbally belittles Harlan at the party. Two points. He does. And he's worried he's going to get cut off and need to get a job. Two points. That actually gets said in in the movie itself. Then you talk about Joni. Uh, she has a deceased husband. Now, you said it was diabetes that he died of, but I don't think they ever <laughs> no. discussed what, how he died. They, no, they, they don't. It's it's not even mentioned that much just in They passing. don't even give a shit about their dead son. No. But I give you two points because that's how she's related to the family. Uh, you describe her as a health freak and lifestyle coach. Two points. Mm-hmm. She asked Harlan for a loan, but was denied. Two points. Yeah, that's technically the case. And that's technically So she the just case. double dipped in the Meg's sort of like schooling fund. Well, she did that before. She was doing that for years. And yeah, then Harlan right. found out and cut her off entirely. And she's worried about, you know, not receiving any money and losing her business. So you called that pretty accurately. There we go. Now, you thought that she came and asked for the loan and got denied, but she's been doing it for years and just that's got right. discovered. Yeah. But still true. Now, Meg... You describe her as oh, a no. social justice warrior who hates Harlan's sexist stereotypes <laughs> in his Boy, writing. Boy, was this wrong. And it made Harlan angry that she wasn't getting it. And all the cliches that she lists and complains about will end up being in the movie. Now, I give you a point because- Oh, really? It is suggested or supposed, or people are like calling her a social justice warrior. But she doesn't really come across that way. She doesn't come across that way, but I give you a point because other people are calling her that. Whether that's unfair or not, who knows? Uh, yeah, and I, I've, I've written down here, there's no real evidence of this. She seems pretty nice, just easily pressured. So, yeah, just one point there. Yeah. Um, 
not not angry about the sexist stereotypes in her writing. Apparently, that's just Kieran projecting. Yeah, yeah it was just me projecting. Just trying to find an area for sexism to exist. <laughs> Where it doesn't. During these interviews, we find out that five of the eight go to kill Harlan, but discover that he's dead and just don't tell anyone. Yeah, that's right. Doesn't happen. No. The detectives think Richard is the prime suspect. Weren't you making fun of me because I thought Walt was the prime suspect? Yeah, yeah. So you think Richard is the prime suspect? There's no evidence of that in the movie. None. He's the last to see Harlan alive, which he did because he wanted to beg Harlan not to expose him about his affair. Not the case. Now, not, no, not the case at all. Nobody except Blanc thinks it's a murder and the other officers think it's a suicide. So there's no one, there's no real point where anybody is suspected as the prime suspect. No. Not really. Um, I, you could say Walt, you could say Marty, you could say Ransom, but no, there's no point where everyone's just like, it's him. No. I guess never. as the audience, we may think it's somebody, but it's never as really- We, we think it's Marta for most of the movie. Yeah, but the officers don't think that at No, any they don't. The detectives arrest Richard. Nope, that doesn't happen. An assassin starts killing off- I notice you, like, it starts getting a little loose from this point yeah, on. Yeah, that's right. So an assassin starts killing By off- By the way, yes. the reason that I thought this is because it happens in the trailer. Yes. It doesn't happen in the actual movie. Yes. You see a point where Donna is being accosted by a man holding a silencer, like a gun with a silencer on it. Yeah. That doesn't happen in the movie that at all. That threw both our plots off so much. Absolutely. Which so is if why they said- didn't lie in the trailer- we would have probably been closer to the mark. Yeah, that's really annoying because that's a big lie too. Yes. Anyway, anyway. So this assassin is killing off family members as they go home. I don't blame you for thinking this because that's what it looked like in the trailer. Yes. Joni will be one of the victims. Now this doesn't happen nope. at all. Damn lying trailer. Marta learns this and avoids being killed. I give you half a point because she actually does avoid being killed, that's but not, right. in, not in this context. And wait for this. Her and Ransom work together to warn the rest of the family. I give you half a point. Okay. Because- they do work together. That's right. But not to warn the rest of the family. It's to help Marta get away with the murder in quotation marks. Well, Ransom's just trying to cement her as the murderer, basically. But well, yeah, that's what he's He's giving doing. the impression that he's but, helping her get but away But at this with point her. in the movie, we think he's helping her get away. That's which right. is not the case. He's trying to frame her. Yeah, that's right. Marta comes across a family member, which you thought was Meg, who is dead with a spider on her face. I give nope. you a point because- It's Fran. It's Fran. We see it in the trailer. She's not dead. I couldn't. She I does just die though. I was just going. We'll throw Kieran a bone here and just give him a Fair point enough. for it. And you didn't even have it in your plot, so no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know how this fit in in the movie, which obviously you didn't either. Apparently, no. Marta, the detectives, and Ransom will team up. Not quite. Uh, Ransom will <laughs> wait. Wait for this. Ransom will be used as bait to catch the killer. Half a point. <laughs> <laughs> He technically is. Ransom is baited to convict himself. <laughs> That's true. So I'll give you half a point for that. And here's your big twist. Here's, we had to have a twist in the movie because obviously this is what it's building up to. Here's yep. your twist. Harlan, I'm just going to say this slowly because I was really impressed because of how it sounded. Okay, wow. Harlan elaborately killed himself. He did. Two points. That was your best prediction, by the way. Oh, thank you. Now let's go into why he killed himself because you got it completely wrong. Okay. To get revenge on his family. He hired an assassin to kill his oh, family. wow. The rest of his family, that is, who, if they escaped justice... For his murder. For his murder. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I was actually... That's nonsense. I was, trying, I was going to ask you about that. What What did you mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I was just clutching at straws so, at so this point. he kills I himself. I was a drowning man grasping for air. <laughs> he kills himself. He's like, I'm not going to give anything to my family in the will, or I'm going to give them very little... And I'm setting them up for my own murder, but if they get away with not murdering me, <laughs> they're going to die because I've hired an assassin. Yeah, that doesn't make any fucking sense at all. I was trying to... Uh, at the time when I heard heard you say it, You're I was like, like oh. oh, that makes a lot of sense. That's really clever. And then when I re-listened to it, I was like, but wh- but why? Like, yeah. at the, at the, at the, and I was really hoping... You actually questioned me in the episode. And I was just like, don't ask me. 
But I was trying to, I was like, I was like, I'm sure Kieran has a logical explanation for this. I'll ask nope. him on the show. Okay, fair enough. So you weren't too it was sure. All that fake out. It was that fake out moment in the trailer where we see Donna accosted by that man with a gun. Yeah. That doesn't happen in the actual movie. Yeah. So you weren't sure how they would find out about this, how they'd find that this was Harlan's plot the entire time. You thought that maybe Blanc would be able to figure it out, which I guess he does. Or there might be a confession from the assassin that would reveal this, mm. which I guess that I guess if you call ransom the assassin, that yeah, kind of happens. Yeah, kind of. However, however, you settled on Marta getting a key to the safe that would have a letter that explains everything, and I give you half a point because Marta does access the toxicology report in a safe or in a box. That's true. There you which go. was used to hold the weed that Fran has. That's right. So I give you half a point for that. And also, I just want to add on there that the letter. Linda received was written in invisible ink, so that also oh there you go fix Richard, which was done earlier on having an affair, yeah, which I think was kept in in Harlan's desk. Anyway, how many points? How do you think you did? Ah, uh, probably about the same as you. No, because I'm a nice guy. You got fifty points. Fifty points. Yes, that was really undeserved. <laughs> you were. Way You're too telling nice. me. It's really undeserved. Oh, maybe, maybe I just did you, a better job. Don't you? Sm- maybe I, I just I, did a better I, job. I really, maybe I was just closer to I the I really hate movie. your face right now. <laughs> I'm so glad this is an audio uh, platform right now because oh. your face is so smug. Your plot was shit, but you know you got 50 points for your it. Your plot was shit too, but I don't <laughs> think I was just as nice as you. Next time I'll be nice. There you go. I'll make up for it next time. <laughs> but in saying that, in saying that, there was stuff you got right. So, you know, mm. we called some stuff here and there. Yeah. I think we did a pretty good job considering the circumstances. This was one of those movies, as we said already, this was one of those movies where we were never, ever going to get the actual plot. And, never, ever. And we were like fretting and stressed. And the and fact we just that like, we both called the twist, basically, more or less we both called the twist, I think is highly commendable. Well, here's the thing. I said Marta was going to be conceived as the as the, the killer, killer. Yeah, but she's not true. actually she's because not actually. Harlan actually killed himself, I believe. Which you said. Plot. So when you put us together, that's, that's kind right. of the twist. That's basically it. We we were on the money. There was no evidence of this in any of the trailers, but we were both basically on the right track, which I think is, yeah, as I said, really commendable on our part. So I think that's what we should really reward ourselves with at the end Let's of the day. Let's look at the positives here. Who cares who actually won at the end of the day? Who cares who <laughs> got the most points? It's it's a it's a numbers game anyway. So I think we should just both be Happy that we were, we were, we had Ryan Johnson's number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember after the show, we both were like, "Man, that should have been a joint episode." Yes. And if we had it, been, if it had been a joint episode, we probably would have done way we better. Probably would have done a worse job. <laughs> probably. Yes. Probably like the killer was the dogs. Yeah, exactly. Meg was the killer. <laughs> the Meg. Anyway, let's talk about what we thought of the movie. Did you want to go first? Yeah, sure. I think it's no surprise that I really like this movie. Yeah, we've already said um, that we both like this movie. Thought it was clever. Seen it about three or four times now for this show each time. is for this show. There you but, go. So I haven't watched it uh, recreationally. But what can I say? I thought it was really charming, really well done, really smart. You pick up new things every time you watch it, or at least I do. Maybe I'm an idiot. <laughs> Maybe I just wow. missed things the first time. <laughs> Did you say well? <laughs> <If you're great. laughs> I was joking. And in a time of 2019 where, let's be honest... And I know we just went through 2020, which was a barren wasteland for movies. But yeah. at the time, 2019 was like slim pickings for good movies, in my opinion. Don't want yeah. to offend anyone. Yeah, I'm the same. This was this was a standout. Yeah, absolutely. So I thought it was really good. And I thought it paid a really nice homage to a genre that we haven't seen a lot no. of recently. The whodunit murder mystery. It really, really paid a very sweet and nice tribute to that. So yeah, Ryan Johnson did a good job. He did. 
he deserved to be nominated for the Academy Award for Best Adapted Screenplay. Sorry, definitely. for Best Original Screenplay. Definitely, definitely. But we all know it's because he hired Trooper Wagner. That That's actor. right. He's That's lucky the charm. only reason. He's lucky charm. As soon as I saw him in the movie, the movie just instantly picked up. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> what do you think? I mean, I, I know you loved it. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I've seen it twice now. The first time I watched it, I saw it in cinemas back in 2019. I was super excited to see it because I'm like, did we get anything right at all? And it was a fun sort of murder mystery twist and turn movie. Sort of very different to what we'd seen that year. It was all superhero movies and sequels that we were covering up until that point. So it was nice to see an original idea for a change. It was so refreshing, wasn't it? Very refreshing. And yeah, it was a fun movie. I had a good time. It was very much aimed at me. So of course I enjoyed it. And the second time I watched it, I enjoyed it again because I got to see it from the point of view of knowing what's going to happen. So I was trying to see if I could pick up all the clues that they were laying down. Now, they were very... They were very sort of tricksy and didn't lay down a lot of clues. But something I did notice the second time that I didn't pick up the first time watching it is near the start of the movie, Fran is talking to Marta about the movie Gaslighting, I believe. She says that, oh, there's this woman who's being injected with small doses of poison and she doesn't realize she's slowly dying and they're trying to tell her that she's sick and they're gaslighting her into believing something that's not true. And I went, oh, there we go. That reveals that Marta is being manipulated into believing something that isn't the truth. So that was a really clever hint that they gave right at the start of the movie. They also said, they also gave it away like that Harlan was injected with some sort of poison as well uh, before we actually saw this happen in the movie. So I thought that was a really clever detail that I didn't pick up on the first time I watched it. And it's something you'd only ever notice the second time you saw the movie. But I did watch it with my brother. And when I pointed that scene out, I was like, oh, they're talking about the movie Gaslighting. He's like, Gaslighting, huh? Does that mean that Marta's being manipulated into believing something that's not true? <laughs> did you, like, ruin, Damn the, it, did I you ruin the plot for him? Well, no, I didn't ruin it, but he just got on the path and then he worked out the twist of the movie. Ah, so he guessed the killer, did he? That's right, yeah. There but I guess because of my help pointing out that scene. I've noticed that, I'm not saying your brother is like this, but I noticed that a lot of people that didn't like this movie were just like, it was so obvious who the killer was. And that makes me so angry. Yeah. Because well, being someone who tried to guess who the killer was, yeah. it was not obvious. Well, the killer was Harlan and we both guessed that. It was obvious if you think about it. So, Ransom was the most obvious suspect just looking at the promotional material and looking at the movie. And who would have thought he would have been the big bad guy at the end? Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it was so obvious that it almost was too obvious that we were yes. like, oh, there's no way that he's actually a murderer. But he didn't actually murder Harlan, if you think about it. Well, he sort of was responsible for his death, but he didn't physically kill him in a way. Harlan did it himself. As I said, we predicted that. But he was so obviously... Like the killer that you and I were by like you and I were both like <laughs> it's not going to be it's him. not going to be him. But then it was him, so they sort of did like a double twist. So which in a lot of ways, a lot of people were probably like, oh yeah, it was really obvious that it was him because I could tell from the trailers that it was him. Mm. But if you think about it, it's not really the case. Now another thing that I heard in the lead up to this movie as well, when it came out, a lot of people flat out refused to watch this movie just because Ryan Johnson directed the Last Jedi. I heard are that you a lot. Serious? Yeah. So people are that angry about a Star Wars movie that they refuse. They're like, I refuse to support anything that Ryan Johnson does just because he ruined Star Wars with The Last Jedi. And that made me really mad because I'm like, this has nothing to do with Ryan Johnson. You just didn't like a movie. You know, it might have even been Disney that ruined the movie or the franchise or whatever. But you're still blaming Ryan Johnson just because he was the, the name that was associated with that movie. Oh my he God, makes, people makes, need to grow you know, up. This is, this is making me angry. This it is, made me angry. This whole Star Wars... Fan Nonsense base is an ongoing frustration. We're going to be talking about Star Wars in two weeks, so oh just you wait, man. 
Oh wait, no, 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 no. Next month because we're going to be doing Jumanji. I love whenever you go to a Star Wars movie and like you just see kids that are really getting into it and like yeah, Matty D really getting into it, <laughs> and then, and then at the back these like. <laughs> These like neck bearded 40 year old men yeah. That are just like I'm gonna boycott this Grow up Yeah exactly Well well, You'd save it Matty D Because we're gonna be talking about Star Wars really soon But yeah Before we go Before we wrap up for another week Let's talk about what we're actually Gonna be predicting next week It's we're not going Star back, Wars We're going back to predicting movies And we're gonna be talking about a movie That I know that Matty D Is not excited about at all Because next week It's a scary movie right We're gonna be talking about The third movie in the Conjuring series I don't want to The Conjuring 3 <laughs> Three, or just The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. <laughs> I don't want to do this one. Now, I've actually already started watching The Conjuring series for the first time. Yeah, how is it? So, oh, let me tell you next week. <laughs> you're liking it so far? I'm loving it. So, I'm going to have a lot of details that you don't, because I know you're not going to watch The Conjuring movies, mm. are you? They're, no. I'm really won't... not Matty D's cup of tea, I can tell you that. I, I think I've watched one of them. I mean, a lot of those movies kind of seem very similar to each other, but I'm not going to revisit any other Conjuring movie other than one that I have to. That you're forcing me to, yeah. cruel man, for this show. I think you'll be fine. Trust me, I've seen the first movie. You'll be fine. I'm watching the second movie today. Oh, Maybe yeah. I'll throw up, not because I'm telling the truth, but yeah. because I'm watching The Conjuring. Yeah, we'll see. So if you have any ideas of what's going to happen in the third Conjuring movie, bully to you because it's based on a true story, so you probably have a lot of ideas. But knowing The Conjuring movies, I know that it's going to deviate from the truth a lot. Oh, great. So I we'll can e- cheat. We're, we're going to explore that next week. I, I fully allow you to cheat for this one, <laughs> Matty D. Because it's going to be really hard to predict. They but yeah, if you have any ideas, X. yes, if you have any ideas of what's going to happen, please let us know. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can find us on our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or you can just simply leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site, potentialspoilers.podbean.com. Let us know if you're excited about a Conjuring movie. Let us know what you thought about Knives Out. Let us know yes. if you thought our predictions were good or bad. Terrible. Yes, mainly just bad. <laughs> mainly just bad. Yeah, yeah, please let us know. So until we meet up next week to talk about the Conjuring, the devil made me do it. Until then, we'll go uh, investigate some more cases, mm-hmm. capture some more killers. Yep. Wrap up the show, please, buddy, D. <laughs> I want to go home. And we'll join you next week. I spoke in the car about the hole at the center of this donut. And what you and Harlan did that fateful night seems at first glance to fill that hole perfectly. A donut hole in a donut's hole. But we must look a little closer. And when we do, we see the donut hole has a hole in its center. It is not a donut hole, but a smaller donut with its own hole. And our donut is not a hole at all. Look, look, I understand that this is amusing for you. Why was I hard?